Welcome back, welcome back to another episode of Pretty Women Pray Too. I mean, what what can I say right now? You know, it is it I mean, it is God's will that you prosper and that you be in good health even as your soul prospers. That is the will of God concerning you. See, see, the Bible tells us that God does not think evil thoughts towards us. He said in Jeremiah, he, he, he told us that my thoughts toward you are thoughts of peace and not evil to bring you into an expected end. See, I don't care how hard it gets. I don't, I don't care if your back is against the wall. And, and, and if someone is telling you that, that God thoughts for you are thoughts of evil, then that is not correct. You know, and, and, and I know sometimes, even sometimes as parents, we try to think we disciplining our children, trying to scare our children, trying to tell them, well, this, 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 and this, this, and that. But sometimes uh, we have to not try to scare them or not try to... Um, inflict fear on them by saying that, well, this could happen bad, which it may can happen and which it may even be the truth. But as I continue to walk with God, I continue to understand and see that God is a merciful God. That, that God is so merciful that, that, that he is willing to cover you even sometimes in your mess because guess what it is not his will that any man should perish but that they all come to repentance so you have to understand that that you you wondering why some people are being blessed and and some people are, are moving forward when they are living in in sin See, see, one thing about it is that that God knows how to deal with the person. God knows and understands how to deal with a person without breaking them to the point where they cannot be mendable. See, God is God and men is men. See, the Bible also tells us that the wrath of man does not work the righteousness of God. See, sometimes we we could a person could have offended us or, or have did something drastically uh, wrong toward us, uh, and the only thing that we are praying against them. We we are praying that they fall. We are praying that they become cursed. We are praying that if something evil be sent toward them. But how many know that you have to pray for your enemies? That you have to pray for your enemies. God said, God said, you know, he, he even told us in his word. He said, bless people and don't curse them. Bless people and don't curse them. And a lot of people are teaching and preaching curses over people right at your own local churches. Speaking a curse right over you because you skipped Bible class or you had something else to do. Or, or speaking a curse right over you because you are doing something else. See, one thing you have to understand that you have to have, have to give an account to God and not to man. You have to give an account to God and not to man. But that is not what we're going to be talking about. Neither discussing this this day. I just wanted to just put that out out there that that God thoughts for you are thoughts of peace and not of evil to bring you to an expected end. Somebody ought to praise God. Somebody ought to praise God for that one because I was told all my life that God won't want to send me to hell if I do one wrong thing. I was told that if I don't serve God, I'm going to go this place to go this place, which that may be true to a certain extent. But when you become mature in Christ and when you begin to know God for yourself, walk in this thing called salvation out, huh? then you will understand that God is a good, good father and he is a friend. Huh, huh. He is a friend who's sticking closer than a brother somebody. 
You know, see, see, when you walking in a relationship, you're not walking in fear. I mean, you reverence God. Do not get uh, reverence confused with fear. See, fear is not reverence. Reverence is respect. Fear is torment. Come on, somebody. See, God don't want you to fear him because he's quoted. It says in the Bible that, 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 that fear brings on torment, but perfect love casts out fear. Who am I talking to? Who am I talking to? Perfect, perfect love cast out fear. Fear brings torment. So why would God want you to fear him? God don't want you to fear him. If you are fearing God, then that's the wrong God you're serving. Even in your church, if there's a spirit of fear, then that's the wrong God you're serving. You need to pray and ask God, is this is the place that you have caught that he have called you to, to grow, to grow? Because sometimes we just walk in churches, not even understanding, not even seeking God for counsel or guidance, because you have to understand that God fought for you a thoughts of peace. But there's somebody on the other end who thoughts for you are thoughts of evil. Come on, somebody. So we have to understand, we have to get it in our heart that God does not want us to fear him. God wants us to respect him out of a relationship, not out of torment. But this thing is a free will. This thing is that God so loved the world that he gave. This thing is whosoever shall come, let him come. Because how many know? How many know people see? See, let me, let me tell you one thing. Because so many people have put have put a a, a cap on salvation saying that salvation is just for the Jews salvation or just for these people salvation or for the black Israelites salvation or just for the Arab let me tell you something the Bible says uh, that whosoever will come let him come the Bible says go out in the hedges and the highways and compel men to come that whosoever believe whosoever believe Come on now. Don't let nobody say that this ain't this salvation ain't for you. Don't let nobody tell you that this Jesus not for you. That the, that the, this Jesus is just for, for the Caucasian race. That this Jesus is just for the African American race. That this Jesus is just for, for, for the people who wear long skirts and scores over their head. Come on now. The Bible tells us that whosoever shall come, let him come. See, God has no respect of a person. You have to understand this. You have to understand this because I'm here to tell you that there will be seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. So you have to go at your ear gate. You have to go at what you're hearing, how you're hearing, and who you're hearing it from. Because you got to understand, we wrestle not against flesh and blood. But against powers and principality, spiritual darkness and wickedness in high places, you have to understand that. So don't get offended at the person. You better start binding and loosing this stuff in the name of Jesus. Binding and loosing. God has given us power to tread upon scorpions and serpents and over all the power of the enemy. And by any means, nothing shall harm us. I'm trying to get into my message today, but it seems like the Holy Spirit is taking me some other way. God do not want you to fear him, okay? God do not want you to fear him. God wants you to love him out of a relationship. Even even with your husband. God your husband shouldn't want you to fear him. This, this ain't this ain't no 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 slave mess. I don't know. See, 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 hold up, ladies. When you are in a relationship, it's not about who is, it, it, it's not about who the master, because we only got one master, is we submit to each other. I, I, I honor you as the head, but but I'm your help meet. See, Adam couldn't do anything without Eve. So you have to understand that, that, that you have to understand that principle. Even in relationships, you have to understand that principle. Because if you, because if you fear in God, then your other relationships, you will begin to fear. Then it will trickle down. That's the devil. That's the devil, somebody. If you feeling like you in bondage in any form, shape, or fashion, that is the devil. Because God is, where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. So if you are feeling in bondage in any relationship, you need to see God. 
Don't let nobody put you in bondage. Mama, daddy, sister, brother, husband, boyfriend, whoever, whatever. 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 You better seek the Holy Ghost. Seek the Holy Ghost so he can liberate you in the name of Jesus. Okay, so the message for today is moving in the supernatural increase. Moving into supernatural increase. And, and a lot of times we we grow up in this world not understanding finances. You know, see, see, the world will tell us you gotta go to school, get a degree, which that is all well and good. The world, the, the world tells us we gotta pursue this degree. We have to work two jobs. We have to do all, all of this stuff. But I don't think God woke people working. Working two to three jobs. Because the Bible says, I never see the righteous forsaken, nor is seed begging bread. And the Bible also told us uh, to ask and we shall receive. The Bible also tells us that God shall supply all of our needs according to his riches and glory. According to Christ Jesus. So we have to understand that it's not just on us to just go out here and, and rigorously work. To get a paycheck. And what we get the paycheck is gone. I'm talking about we work so much to the point. We're driving and we're dozing off at behind the wheel. How dangerous is that? And so you telling me God wants you to work three jobs. Two jobs. Come home. Take care of kids. Can't have the kids with the homework. The house all out of order. Is that the will of God for your life? Let's just think about that. Is that the will of God concerning you? What God has said in his word that my thoughts for you are thoughts of peace and not of evil to bring you to an expected end. You think God wants you working five jobs. See, the Bible also tells us that God gives his beloved rest. God, I want you tired. Come on now. I have seen people call themselves working for the Lord. Can't even work for God because they so tired. They, they, they on the drums, go to sleep on the drums. They, they behind the pool pit, play the piano, go to sleep on the instrument. They, they driving behind the car, go to sleep in traffic on the highway behind the stairway. So you simply telling me that that is the will of God concerning your life. It looks like, it looks like when you go to sleep, that's the enemy. The enemy comes to steal, kill, and to destroy. The Bible tells us a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the head leads to poverty. See, see, so that's the enemy's way. If you are sleepy, sleeping all the time, sleeping all the time at church, sleeping all the time on a drug, sleeping all the time at work, can't even function. Huh, that sleeping spirit came from the devil because he's worried you out. Why is the devil worried you out? Because you are not doing it the way God said to do it. Whew, let's chew on that for a while. The enemy is worn you out, is worn the saints out, have worn me out as well. I'm not exempt. Somebody look at your name and said, preacher, you're not exempt. Somebody look at your neighbor and say, evangelist, you're not exempt. Somebody look at your neighbor and say, prophets, apostles, men of God, women of God, you're not exempt. This go for you as well. Hallelujah. You need to give God a hand praise right there because no man is exempt. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So the enemy has us tired, keeping us from enjoying the fruit of our labor. We're working so much all around the clock, never getting anywhere. But that is not the will of God. That is the will of the devil to wear you out. Working 10 jobs, three jobs, staying up all night. Yeah, somebody said hustle. But the Bible said that the way of the transgressor is hard, not the way of the righteous. And I'm not telling you to, to get up and go. I'm not, I'm not saying none of that. But there's got to be an easier way than to just put yourself out there so you tired and you one day just fall asleep behind the road and die in a car accident. 
But 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 that happened because you listened to some pastor who told you, yeah, you just gotta sometimes work two jobs. No, it don't when the Bible said X, Y, and Z. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna get into the promises of God concerning our finances. So how do you move into supernatural increase? Hey, Baba This is so good to me. How do you move into supernatural increase? Before we answer that question, we're just going to be coming from a passage of scripture. And it will be found in the book of Haggai, starting at chapter 1, starting at verse 1. And we're just going to read along. In the second year of Darius the king... In the sixth month, in the first day of the month, came the word of the Lord by Haggai the prophet unto Zerubbabel, the son of Shialathiel, governor of Judah, and to Joshua, the son of Josedek, the high priest, saying, Thus speaketh the Lord of hosts, saying, This people say, The time is not come, the time that the Lord house should be built. Mm. Then came the word of the Lord by Haggai the prophet, saying, It is time for you, O ye, to dwell in your sealed houses, and this house is and, and this house lie waste. Now therefore, thus said the Lord of hosts, consider your ways. You have sown much and bring in little. You eat, but you have not enough. You drink, but you are not filled with drink. You clothe you, but there is none warm. And he that earneth wages, earneth wages to put it into a bag with holes. Thus said the Lord of hosts, consider your ways. Go up to the mountain and bring wood and build the house and I will take pleasure in it and I will be glorified said the Lord and I will be glorified says the Lord so we have to understand in this time in this season the children have begun to respond and said we ain't building no house for God God it ain't even that time It ain't that time. It's time for us to focus on what we going to focus on. It's time for us to focus on building our own houses, uh, setting up our own houses, setting up our own businesses, doing this and doing X, Y, and Z. But then the prophet begins to speak. Well, you, why do, if you building your own houses and you doing all this stuff, why you can't make in meets and you doing everything right? You're going to school, you're working three jobs, uh, you're paying your bills, uh, and you're still struggling. You can't even keep up with your bills. As uh. soon as you pay one bill, here come ten other bills, uh, and it's just like you're going in a circle. You earn wages, but there's never enough, said the prophet. It's like you have money, and you're putting the money in a bag with holes because you're not profiting. You're not getting anywhere. How many have ever felt like uh, they're living paycheck to paycheck, and they're not getting anywhere? They get the money. You get the $1,000 check. Uh, then after they, after you get the $1,000 check, they take about 300 out. Then you got to pay Aaron. Then you got to pay Spira. Then you got to pay this. Uh, then you got to pay that. Now you're sitting over in the corner like I'm about to go work over. Overtime. I'm about to go pick up another shelf. Hmm. Why is that? Why is that? We got to understand why is that we're going to move into the supernatural increase. Why is that? And I, and I could say the reason is that I'm going to let the word do the talking. Let's go to Malachi. We're going to go to Malachi. Malachi 3. Because moving into the supernatural increase is something that has to be taught. Because we have been taught all wrong. The world have taught me wrong. The world have taught you wrong. We have been taught wrong. But in Malachi 3, starting at verse 9. Now we're going to start at... 
7. The Bible speaks. Even from the days of your fathers, you are all gone away from my ordinance and have not kept them. Return unto me and I will return unto you, said the Lord of hosts. But you said, where where shall we return? So God is telling them to return. Return unto me. But how shall we return? This is how you finna return to God wholeheartedly. Will a man rob God? Yet ye have robbed me. But you say, wherein have we robbed thee? He said, in tithes and in offerings. You are cursed with the curse. For you have robbed me, even this whole nation. Bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be meat in my house, and prove me now herewith said the Lord of hosts, if I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that there should not be room enough to receive it. So let's just, let's just couple those two, two passages of scripture together. Hagee, I told them it's like putting holes in bag because see God wanted his house built and I'm not, when I say God house, I'm not all the time referring to the actual building the brick and mortar of the church but when I say God house that means even your body even your temple you don't want to do the things that's right that's going to help you to prosper in this life if God tell you to change your diet you don't want to change your diet then you're not building your house up you're not building up God's house because how many know that your body is the temple of the living God if God says stop concerning something stop smoking you don't even need those cigarettes stop smoking the cigarettes how can you build God's house if you're destroying his temple he want to live in your house he want to live in your house but you're not you're not trying to build his house See, we going somewhere. Come on in, Holy Ghost. We going somewhere. See, God tells us to build his house. Where is his house? He said that I, my spirit don't dwell in, 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 in temples made with brick and mortar. So what house uh, hey, is he referring to? He is referring to his temple. He is referring to your body. Huh. He said if you destroy the temple... You will be destroyed. Destroy your body. You will be destroyed. You cannot, you cannot serve God and you're destroying your body. So God wants you to be holy. So how do you move into supernatural increase? First, you become holy. Set apart for the God, for God, and God use only. So you have to become holy. Holy. That's why he said, bring the tithes. So how do you move into supernatural increase? You return, which means when you return, you repent. So you didn't return to God, you repented. Now you're building his house, which is your body. You're returning, you're doing things that, that's pleasing unto God. Now you're honoring God with everything and every aspect of your life. So when you begin to honor God with your money first, guess what? He's going to open you out a window. Let, let, let's read that again. We, we in Malachi. He said, he said, if I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing, that there should not be room enough to receive. I'm talking about you going to have money coming in that you ain't, your, your bank account, you ain't going to even know how to keep up with that money. You're going to do what God says and watch he blow your mind. See, a lot of people just want us to, to, to think about, oh, well, God ain't talking about no, no tangible blessing. Well, what he talking about? What, what stuff is he talking about? How he going to fill the room if, if it's not tangible? Come on now, this thing ain't all spiritual. See, God is a practical God as well. See, God wants us to be blessed in the earth as well as when we leave this earth. So don't let no devil in hell tell you that God don't want you to be blessed in this earth. That is a lie of the enemy. Why would the enemy want you to be blessed without and you ain't serving him? See, see, the enemy want us to think that we, we have to just be covetous. Now, when you serving God, all things shall act, be added unto you. The Bible tells us, Matthew 6 and 33, seek ye first. Come on down. Seek ye first. Return back to God according to Malachi. How should you return? You return with the tithes. Because your money, the tithes, that 10% is holy. That is to God. 
That is to God. That goes to God. And it don't matter what the pastors or the preacher doing. You do your part. God, they got to give an account to God. But God told you to do it so you can be blessed. Not doing it so they could for lip service. Not doing it so somebody could see you. You pay your tithes because you're returning to God and you want to move into the supernatural increase. Hallelujah, somebody. You probably be like, well, I ain't got enough to pay no tithes. Tithes is 10%. You get $100, you give $10. Why? And that 10% where you give that 10 to God, it begins to sanctify your whole paycheck. Somebody ought to shout right there. It begins to sanctify, consecrate your whole paycheck. So how are we moving into the supernatural increase? How are we going to move into supernatural increase? We're going to return it to God. And according to the scripture, he said, if we, when we return, he said, when we return, he will pour us out. He will pour us out a blessing. He will open the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that there should be not room enough to receive it. That's what God said. That, that, that's what he said. That, that's what he said. That, I'm going to read something. In Proverbs 3. In Proverbs 3. 3 and 9. 9 and verse 10. 9 says, Honor the Lord with thy substance and with the first fruits of all your increase. So this is a commandment, okay? This is what God, this is how we're moving into the supernatural increase. Honor the Lord with your substance. You know, substance means stuff. With your stuff, with something that's tangible. Money is tangible, okay? With your stuff. Come on, y'all. Honor the Lord with your substance and with the first fruit of all your increase. He didn't say some increase, all of your increase. So if you're working on a job, you need to honor God with that. If you work an entrepreneur, whatever you get, honor God. He ain't telling you to honor him because he needs your money. He's telling you to honor him with your money so he could bless you. Come on, somebody. God don't need our money. It, it, it's just a principle. He's trying to get something out of your hands so he could get something through your life, to your life. Come on, don't be, don't be holding out on God over no little 10%. You want to be cursed with a curse. You want your finances cursed because you holding back on the commandment. Don't and, and don't let nobody tell you all oh, this just for a old. That's for the Old Testament where you try the principle and you let me know if this principle is still effective. That's why the Bible says taste. You do it and then you get your own experience and then you'll be able to have your own testimony. Don't let nobody lie. When people tell you don't pay your tithes, you already know that's the devil trying to curse your finances because I ain't got no energy to work three or four jobs. I ain't got no energy to be over here trying to get a degree and work ten jobs and I got four kids and man, the devil is a liar. We gonna move into supernatural increase by obtaining supernatural wisdom, which is the word of God. It's not rocket scientists. He said, just do the word and you should be blessed. Blessed is the man that hear it and do it, the word of God. It ain't rocket science. The reason we want it to be rocket science because we because somebody didn't lied and spoke a lie in our ear, and that's why we curse with a curse. It's a principle. Tell your sister it's a principle that work in the earth. Give and you shall receive. God want us to give so we could be blessed. Come on now, read the Bible. It's all through the Bible. Study to show yourself approved. If you feel I'm telling you something wrong, you better search the scriptures. Don't let nobody tell you nothing wrong without going to search. Search everything somebody tell you. Find it out. Don't let no preacher just tell you lies. Hallelujah. But here's the promise. Honor the Lord with thy substance and with thy first fruit and all thy increase. So shall your boys be filled with plenty and the person shall burst out with new wine. So he told you what you out of here. He's going to bless you. So we're going to have to uh, divide this 
episode, this pot, this episode is to probably maybe two or three because I have so much to talk to you ladies about, but our time has come to an end and I just want you to give unto the Lord what is due so you could be blessed. Don't let no man lie to you, you know, and so you, your finances could be cursed. We're moving into the supernatural increase and I love you and have a wonderful day in Jesus day, baby. Welcome back, welcome back, women, to another episode of Pretty Women Pray 2. Today we are just going to be continuing our series on moving into supernatural increase. Moving into supernatural increase, surely the kingdom of heaven is a government and it is ran by a monarch. And that monarch is Jesus the Christ. And you have to understand that the Bible has principles for his people here on the earth. Here in this earthly realm, the kingdom of heaven has principles for the people of God to move into supernatural increase in their finances. Because the Bible says that it is God's will that we prosper and be in health even as our soul prospers. The Bible tells us that we are the head and not the tail. You know, I I ran into a post one day, you know, just going through Facebook and, you know, a, a dear sister of mine, you know, stated that, you know, favor is better than finances. And, you know, a lot of times when you comment or you say something, a lot of people think that you are, you know, being argumentative or, you know, wanting to debate. But if you really understood that statement, that is an understatement because favor is not necessarily better than finances because you have to understand that favor and finances go hand in hand. I never seen the person who has the favor of God begging for bread, somebody or lacking because the favor of God will produce or will manifest money, tangible things. The Bible tells us that that riches is with God, riches and righteousness. Okay. But the Bible says durable riches. Come on, somebody. He said, said, said durable riches. And I mean, I mean, it's so good. It's so good because you have to understand that God is not trying to withhold anything from you. God is not trying to take anything from you. See, God wants you to be obedient, have faith. See, God is not going to give you a lot of money if you don't even know what to do with 10% of it. If you don't understand that 10% goes to God, then you are in a rude awakening. You are in it for a rude awakening because you have to understand that that increase belongs to them who are of age, somebody. I'm here to tell you that when you think about finances uh, and you think about you think about um, a good steward, being a good steward over one's finances. Uh, you know, we're just going to get into it because I don't want to go ahead of myself because this is something very near and dear to my heart because a lot of people, and I'm not just talking about people of the world because tithing is a principle that just work. You know, tithing is just law. It, it's spiritual law. It's is universal law. You 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 reap and you sow. You you reap and you sow. That is what tithing basically is. Reaping and sowing. 
But tithing, it, 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 it is that in, in a sense, but tithing is something more deeper, on a deeper level with your finances. See, you have to understand that tithing is a, is, 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 is a spiritual principle, it is spiritual warfare, okay, in the kingdom of God. Because a lot of people, they say, well, God don't need my money, I don't want to pay my tithes, I'm not going to buy another man a Cadillac. You know, things of that nature. So, you have to understand that tithing is not that God need your money. Tithing is showing you where your heart is. Tithing is showing you, you know, where the treasures of your heart is. Okay? So, if you don't want to pay your tithes, that means that your treasure is in money, tied up in money. That is the spirit of babbit. That is the spirit of greed. Where you don't want to release 10% to God, to, to the economy of God on this earth. On this earth. Because you have to understand the tithe is, is money used for, for the kingdom of heaven. It is a government system. Because when this world dries up, you have to understand that your tithe will cover you. Your tithe will cover you, but we're just going to, I'm just going to take my time with this. So you, you're probably asking yourself, well, what is the tithe? What is the tithe? What is the tithe? So you need to just think about it. It's the way in which you handle your finances will mark your spiritual commitment to God. It has often been said that more could be learned about a person's commitment to Christ by looking at his checkbook rather than his prayer book. We are no further along in our walk with God than the point to which we have learned to trust him with our tithes. A lot of a, a lot of people don't trust God with their tithe. You know, a lot of people say that, yeah, I'm spiritual, I'm holy, I'm this, I pray all day. But if you pray all day, why is your pocketbook just just, just going through a crisis? It, God don't want to hear your pocketbook. God don't want to hear your finances. That's what you're telling me. Come on, somebody. It, it, it's not okay to be spiritual. And broke at the same time. That is not God's will for the people of God life. Okay, somebody. That is not God's will that, that you that you be begging for bread. That is not God's will. God said that that if you ask, ask so your joy could be full. God thoughts for your thoughts of peace and out of evil to bring you to and expect it is somebody. And you have to understand that, 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 that God don't want you broke because he said that he became a curse. He became poor. That through his poverty, you may become rich. Come on, somebody. But we're talking about the tithe. See, see, you have to understand that that the tithe is the tenth. Tithe equals tenth, the tenth part. In Jewish history, the tithe was a tenth of the produce of the earth consecrated and set apart for special purposes. The dedication of a tent to God was recognized as a duty before the time of Moses and the law. The tithe was payment of one tenth of all the increase of the Jews. Of the Jews. So you have to understand. You probably say, well, I'm not a Jew. Well, if you have been engrafted in, if you have been born again, you are a spiritual Jew. Come on, somebody, because salvation belongs to the Jew. Okay? You may not have been born in Israel, but I'm talking about by, by the rebirth, the spiritual birth. You are now a spiritual Jew, and now the blessing of Abraham has passed down to you. You better receive it. You better receive it. You better receive it, somebody. And you probably say, well, tithing is up under the law. Tithing is, is Old Testament. When I'm here to tell you that, that, that even if it's in the Old Testament nor the New Testament, we're trying to get our finances out of a rut. 
Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. If, if, if somebody was in a hospital and they telling the doctor, well, penicillin or, or that was back in, you, they used that 2,000 years ago. If it's healing, if it's still healing sickness, what you want to use it today, somebody? What you want to get healed today, somebody? Come on, God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. I'm here to tell you that Abraham paid tithes. That man was blessed. Abraham paid tithes, and it was accounted to him as righteousness. Not because that he paid tithes, but because he believed in the almighty God, somebody. So, so don't get caught up in if it's in the Old Testament or if it's in the New Testament. No, we are not under the law. We are up under grace, but I'm trying to get you to see something woman I'm trying to get you to see something sister of God I'm trying to get you to see something that when you get your paycheck or whatever you get in your head the tent point belongs to God not for God but for you so you can be blessed so your children could be blessed come on somebody you don't think God know how to work this thing, come on somebody we talking about laying up spiritual treasures for our children to a thousand generations. Now you may have a life and policy on yourself. When you leave, you want to leave your children here with something. But that's only going to last a, a little bit. How about uh, setting up treasures in heaven? Uh, so when you leave, uh, your children will be your children will be all right spiritually, mentally, emotionally. I'm here to tell you. That you got, this is kingdom wealth. This, this is generational wealth. See, see, we, we, we missing a big picture of the tithe. We think that a man want our money for a Cadillac. Come on, somebody. You, you will be foolish if you think that, if you think it like that. Who wants your money for a Cadillac where they could go and work and save up? And come on, somebody. God said, ask. And you, it shall be given. Seek, you shall find. Knock and the door shall be open. So, so if you think men and women of God want your tie just to, 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 to pay a Cadillac or to stunt up, come on, somebody, your body in the wrong place. Hello, my shot, tie your core. Your body in the wrong place tonight. Your body's in the wrong place. Woman of God, woman of God, listen, listen, listen. You have to understand that, that the tie. In today's economy, is the giving of one tenth of all of the increase that comes into the life of a believer. This includes income from all employment prior to deductions, income from investments, other forms of increase like inheritance money, monetary gifts, settlements, you know, all that. In Leviticus 27 and 30, it tells us the tithe is holy. The word holy means sacred, dedicated, or hallowed. The tenth is very special to God and should only be used for the purpose he designated for it. It is like the holy anointed oil in Exodus 30. Israel was to use the anointed oil only for God's purpose. You are to use the tithe only for the purposes of God. The reason both are to be used only for the purposes of God is because both are holy. The tithe is not an offering, a seed, or an option. The tithe is the tenth part of your income. You should return to God by bringing it to the storehouse. Malachi 3 10 said, where you are being spiritually fed. Anything less than 10% of your gross earnings is an offering. And anything more than 10% of your gross earnings is an offering. You cannot pay on your tithe, somebody. Either you tithe or you do not. And it is based on 10% of your gross, not your debt, of your gross earnings. Of your gross earnings. You have to understand this, that the tithe is not an offering, a seed, or an option. You cannot pay on your tithe, somebody. You cannot pay on your tithe. So you have to understand that the tithe is the tenth point. It's the tenth point of all your increase, all your income, all your earnings. Give it to get that ten percent to God, to the kingdom of God. Come on, somebody.
Come on, somebody. Since I been, what, man, before I start paying times, man, my finances was in the ruts. Mm-mm-mm. Mm-mm-mm. My finances was in a rut. I didn't know. I didn't know how I was going to make it. Make ends meet. But I'm here to tell you that when you get connected to the spirit of heaven, when you get connected, when you bank with the angels of heaven, come on somebody. What need? What's going to break down? What's going to break down? I'm here to tell you that one day, my washer stopped working, y'all. My washer stopped working. And I'm like, oh, man. I gotta get I gotta get another washer. So I'm looking for a washer. I ain't want I ain't want no little raggedy, you know what I'm saying? Washer. I, I needed something that, you know, is going to keep me. It's gonna gonna do the job. You know, I didn't want nothing. I, I don't, you know, as a child of God, I don't want raggedy raggedy stuff in my house because the more raggedy stuff you have in your house, the more raggedy stuff you're gonna attract. The people of God, we don't walk in raggedyness. We are royal. We are royalty to God, okay? So don't let nobody give you nothing raggedy. Go without. Somebody trying to give you a raggedy core. Wait on God. I wouldn't take it. Wait on God. And you probably say, well, sister, your pride messed up. I will catch the bus and until God bless me. Because I'm not going to ride in a raggedy core representing him. All, all the oil linking out, linking out in the back. Come on, somebody. And you a child of God. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Call it what you want. But I don't want nothing raggedy. I don't want no raggedy friendships. I don't want nothing raggedy. Because I represent the king of kings and the Lord of lords, the God of gods. He ain't raggedy. Come on, somebody. He's precious. Do you know what's in heaven? Streets of gold. I don't want no raggedy stuff because I'm connected with him. But we talking about the tithe. You tithe. Let me, let me give you a reason why you tithe. You tithe to stop the effects of the devourer. I, I, I didn't even finish that thought. I apologize. So let me go back. Let me, let me digest a little bit. So... So the washer and dryer, it stopped, the washer stopped working. So I'm just like, well, Lord, you know, I just got to get, you know, I got to get another one. Next thing you know, I just started fumbling with it. And then I kind of lifted up. I'm not a, a washer mechanic or whatever. I'm trying to, you know, look up on something. And my hand just touches stuff. Then I lifted up the little port with a little switch at. On the washer, I just hit a little button and it came right back on. I didn't have no wisdom to do that. I was led by the Holy Spirit to do that. Because I, I don't know nothing about no washer. I'm the type of person, I would get a new one. I'm not trying to fix it. I, I, let me just get a new one. You know, but God rebuked the devourer. Okay? I didn't have to, I didn't. I, I saved a thousand dollars. I saved from six hundred to a thousand because I wanted a whole new washer. And if I would have got a new washer, I was going to want a new dryer. You know somebody, so I didn't save. I didn't save some money. Come on, that, that's rebuking a devourer. That's rebuking a devourer. Somebody, you know, that's rebuking a devourer. You tied to stop the effects of the devourer. The Bible tells us, and I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes, and he should not destroy the fruits of your ground. Neither shall your vine cast her fruit before the time in the field, said the Lord of hosts. And I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes. For your sake. You pay your tithe, that's a promise. You could you you know when you do the word of God in obedience, you know you could command the he- heaven. You could you could put a demand on heaven. God said, you if you pay your tithes right, you need anything. God, it, 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 God is obligated to do it. Because he's not a man that he should lie. Start paying your tithes and get in the situation. God going to beat her before it, the devourer even try to destroy you. But if you think you ain't seeing what you need to see, you need to demand heaven. Angels are going to beat you. Come on. Who, somebody? Angels are going to be there. If you need $1,000, you don't think you're going to get it and you pay your tithes. Whatever you need, whatever you need, fight natural. Ties is fight naturally. And, and what and it's not just buddy. Come on, pick bad people stuff. Who Jesus, Jesus Jesus. Let me tell y'all something. I I you know, 
I, I just, I, 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 I stole a pair of my ties, y'all. So when I really stole a pair of my ties, things just don't happen. You know, before I stole a pair of my ties, you know, I, I like I said, I, I was, I was the best. You know, everything I just felt like a curse. You know, witchcraft was all around me. You know, even in my finances. Because being broke is a curse. I don't care what nobody say. If you broke, that's a curse. Okay? And we're going to get you delivered today. Because it's not about money. It's about your tip. And this is for you, not for the for God. God don't need your money. God don't, need, God don't want your money. He wants your obedience. And if he say tithe to bless you, why you don't want to tap into this blessing? So I, I started tithing, guys. And when I say anything I need, God, God always make a way. He make a way. So I started tithing. And I don't tithe to boast or, or, or be like that, that Pharisee. You know when the two men came down to pray what was righteous and what was a Pharisee. I'm not that Pharisee that said I pay my tithes, I fast, I do all that. That is not the, the content of this, this podcast. This episode today. The, 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 the content of this episode is out of love and, and out of a testimony to let you know, hey, pay your tithes. So when I started paying my tithes, and, you know, I was praying one day like, Lord, I, I want some furniture. You know, I, I want my house to look homey because it just, it, you know, people were giving me stuff. You know, I just had moved in the house. People were giving me stuff and, and praise God for the people who, you know, was looking out for me by giving me a sofa. But that, that didn't fit well in my spirit. You know, even with the people giving me stuff, the sofa, it just felt all dull. And that, I, that wasn't a desire of my heart. You know, people could give you something, but that's not, you need it, but you don't desire it. And at that time, you know, I didn't want to turn down to help. It was from a sister, you know. It was some decent little stuff, but it wasn't the type of stuff that I desired, you know. So I just pray, you know, pray like, Lord, you know. I just, I want my house to look like home. Next day, you know, he opened up a secret place uh, where I could go to this place and receive all free furniture. New furniture. New furniture. A secret place. Don't you know that hidden treasures is with God? Don't you know that God has a reservoir for whatever you need? If you need a new car, you don't think God got a new car waiting for you? Pay your tithes and put a demand on heaven. You know? But 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 some things, when you ask for God, the reason they don't come to pass, whether you pay your tithes or not, is because you asked amiss. You asked with the wrong motive. See, God is a God of wisdom. If, if, if you needed a new car, guess what? God is not about to give you a new car to turn up and you drinking and driving. So don't think that paying tithes and, and commanding heaven is going is like a genie in a bottle. So you got to understand a wisdom. See, see, a, a wise person understand principles, principles. God is not going to give you anything that's going to harm you. That's why God is telling you to pay the tithes so he can bless you financially. Okay, somebody? So you tithe to stop the de- effects of the devourer. So you will understand that tithing stops the negative effects of the devourer. That he has are the finances of the people who do not tithe. We understand there are four types of insects the people of God dealt with when it came to their crops being destroyed. They are the locust, cankerworm, caterpillar, and palmer worm. Even though these natural pests actually rob God's people of their harvest, they are also symbols of what takes place in the spirit realm for believers who refuse to tie today. Hello, basha, tayoko, la ba 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 basha, tayoko. You, you, you pay, I mean, you got to work every day, work at double time, try to pay your bills, and you still struggling. Hello, basha, tayoko. You might as well give it to God, honey. Sister, you might as well give it to God because I'm here to tell you, you can, I'm talking about, I'm talking about you got, because it's thieves. It's thieves. They attracted these locusts, power words. They attracted to, you know, they, they have an assignment. 
Because the devil going to assign everything to, to a person's life. He'll assign sickness. He'll assign everything. He'll assign poverty. But we coming out of poverty today. We're moving into the supernatural increase of God. I'm here to tell you. So you got these demons, uh, which is in the form of a caker worm, a locust, a power worm. All these worms uh, try to, to defile your fruit. Somebody, your money. You just probably said, well, I can't make it ahead. Everybody winning. But I'm here to tell you. We're going to bake with the kingdom of heaven on today. We're going to bake. We're going to tap into the supernatural realm by sowing seeds. We're going to tap into the supernatural realm by paying our tithes, keeping it holy unto God, giving God that 10% so he could bless us because I'm here to tell you that if you get that 10% to God and, and even that 90%, when you mess up that 90% and you don't mess it up intentionally, you think that 90% ain't enough. I'm here to tell you that God will begin to move supernaturally and, and help you even in your 90. Come on somebody. Why? Because you have honored God. You with your 10%. So he don't have any other choice but to help you with the 90. And you may say, well, with the 90, I'm paying all these bills and I'm broke. Well, baby, you ain't broke because you got some laid up in heaven. So whatever you need you that you cannot buy with that 90%, you begin to put a demand on heaven and say, Lord, I need a call. And say, Lord, I need some healing. And say, Lord, help me, God. I need a new house. I need my baby need some clothes. Oh, Jesus. And watch God move. And watch God move. You think God try to hold, keep, keep some stuff from you? You think God really wants you to, 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 to be out here lacking or suffering? God, it is God's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Come on, you a child of God. Why he wants you to be suffering or broke or poor? Whoever think that they should be poor and they're a child of God, you don't know God. And we ain't talking about we serving the spirit of Babbitt. Because right now I rebuke that spirit in the name of Jesus. We don't serve the spirit of Babbitt. We don't serve greed. A person who don't want to pay tithe serve the spirit of Mammon. Because here we're going to give our tithe to the kingdom of heaven. Not, not for God's sake, but for our sake that we may be blessed. Because he said that he will open up a window out of heaven. He will, he will have men to give unto us. He said that, 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 that God loves a cheerful giver. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. When you tired, heaven rejoice. Because you didn't got heaven involved with your finances. Hello, ball of the Asha. You didn't got, got heaven. You didn't got heaven involved with your finances when you begin to tithe. Come on, somebody. Now, guess what? When you begin to tithe, guess what? You you think that you didn't just put it in a hand of a man in an envelope, but you didn't just made a spiritual transaction with the kingdom of heaven. So you didn't just got God involved in your finances. Come on, somebody. We're talking about kingdom principles that work. How many people have tried to just get their finances together? You know, all oh, work on your credit. And then they may be good naturally. Work on your credit. But I'm here to tell you how to get yourself out of, out of, um, out of financial bondage. You pay your tithes. And you, you, you sow seeds. You give. Give even if it hurt. You know, give, 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 give. I didn't, I didn't gave to the point I didn't gave my rent money. And I'm not telling you to be foolish, but I'm here to tell you I was already about to get evicted. So, hey, they saying I'm not paying my rent and I was paying my rent. I'm telling you, canker worms, locust worms and all of the other devourers was on my tail. But when I begin to continue to sow, continue to tie, oh, heaven stepped in my situation. And I'm here to tell you that he revealed. He rebuked, he rebuked the devourer for my name, for his name's sake. And I'm here to tell you that he will rebuke him sharply every time he try to come and destroy the fruit. Every time he try to come and repo your core. Every time he try, I'm here to tell you, pay your tithes. Pay your tithes, people. Pay your tithes, women of God. Because he will rebuke the devourer. He will rebuke the devourer for his name's sake. You know, 
They are the locust, caker worm, caterpillar, and palmer worm. Even though these natural pests actually rob God's people of their harvest, they are also symbols of what takes place in the spirit realm for believers who refuse to tie today. So if you are a believer and you refuse to tie, the, the devourer is going to destroy your stuff, your car be repoed, you'll, you'll be getting evicted, you'll be hungry. I'm here to tell you, I'm here, you'll be cursed with a curse. And, and I'm not saying this out of making you feel like oh, I'm going to be bondage. But listen, look at your finances. Uh, or you paying tithes. Uh, look at your finances. If you're paying tithes and God not moving for you, then you need to begin to put a command on heaven. When a person refuses to tithe, he is under a curse, under a spiritual curse. Under a spiritual curse with your finances. So, you know... This is all the time that we have on this episode. We will be back shortly with another episode of moving into supernatural increase. Like I said, like the Bible says, it is God's will that you prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. Don't let nobody tell you that, that it's okay to be broke. Don't let nobody tell you that money is a sin. The Bible says that money is a defense. And God will give you wisdom to get wealth. Okay, women of God, we are binding up this spirit of poverty. And how you bind it up, we're going to bind it up because we just gave you the wisdom to, to get out of this curse. You give your life to God. You give your life to Jesus. If you don't have a relationship with Jesus, you need to fall down on your face and say, Jesus, reveal yourself to me. I am a sinner. I need you. Help me. Lead me and guide me. And God will begin to show you the ways of salvation because he died for you. So he died and became a curse for us. So... This is all the time we have, ladies. I pray that you are blessed. Until next time, have a wonderful day. And I love you and Jesus do too. Bye.